Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. Well, and here is your host is absolutely correct. Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation, and boy, am I excited to be on today. This has been a long time coming. You know, I'm, a, I'm an old guy. I've been around a long, long time, and I, I, I took a look, and I realized that I am going into my 30th year full-time in the outdoor business, and almost all of that has been, been on the Wing and Clay side, and I'm, I've got to say, I'm really excited about what this show is going to bring to viewers all over the world. I say viewers, I'm an old TV guy, listeners all over the world. You know, I got my start in outdoor media, in television, and I uh, uh, want to do a little housekeeping here before I bring on uh, the first of two guests that I've got on the show today. And uh, I want to get this out of the way. This show is not about Marty. This show is going to be about the industry. It's about shooting. It's about the products. It's about the people, the hunting, the dogs, the calls, you name it, guns. It's going to be a little bit of everything. But I want to give you a little background of why I'm here. Got my start a long, long time ago. I started off managing a gun club south of Atlanta called Cherokee Rose Sporting Club. They changed it to Cherokee Rose Shooting Resort after a while, but that got me started. I had had been a competitive skeet shooter for a long time. I'm an avid waterfowl hunter. I'm an avid upland bird hunter. I went through the field trial deal with dogs. I mean, I've done a little bit of all of that. And I've had the chance over the years, once I, I got away from being in the gun club design or, or management business to getting into the design business, and then, of all things, I wound up in the television business. And, and I, I very quickly, I'm going to tell you that story. I got a call one day about giving someone shooting lessons, and it turned out that that shooting lessons person was a guy by the name of Steve Bartkowski. Steve Bartkowski was a former quarterback from the Atlanta Falcons, and they were doing a new outdoor show on ESPN called Suzuki Great Outdoors. They wanted to get Steve a little bit of shooting instruction. He was not that much of a shotgunner. He was more of, of a big game hunter. And so when he came over, I realized that he had some issues with the gun that he had. I mean, here's a guy six foot five, and, and he's shooting a gun that's designed for somebody five foot 10 inches tall. So we had to do a little bit of of adjusting and, and uh, put some length in the gun and things like that. But the next thing I know, I am on the way to Arkansas to shoot ducks with these folks. And shortly thereafter, they offered me a job as the shooting pro on that show, uh, which I did in addition to doing the gun club design. So that got me doing a lot of television. I, I wound up doing more TV. In fact, our second guest here today, Bruce Scott. Bruce is uh, uh, was my old TV partner on a show called Shotgun Journal, and uh, we did that for nine years. I, I did TNT Outdoor Explosion. I did If It Flies TV, and now I'm doing Wing and Clay Nation Radio, and I'm really excited about that. But why Wing and Clay Nation, and why now? Why why is the timing right for this show? Well. If you haven't noticed, the world is changing a lot, and it's changing by the day. Some of the changes are good. Some of them, honestly, probably not so good. There's been a big population shift from people living out in the country to the suburbs and then even urban areas. Young folks are playing video games like crazy. It's hard to get them out of the house. Uh, it's difficult for a lot of folks to find good hunting grounds to have access to, and the age of most of the hunters, like myself, is getting older. And, you know, some of those are, are just quitting. They don't want to go out and fight anymore to find a good spot. Sadly, some people die off. So what we've got to do is we, we need to reintroduce the young folks, the ladies, 
the recreational shooters and hunters to the shooting sports and doing so in the right way. And that's a big part of what this particular show is going to be all about. Uh, You know, the ladies and youth markets are really on the rise in the clay target games. Uh, We see more and more of those out there than we ever have. And there's less land. People are struggling to find the spot. We've got to find a way to introduce folks over the course of this radio show, which I'm hoping is going to be hundreds and hundreds of episodes. We're going to talk to some of the very top people in the business. People that move and shake the industry. And we're going to talk to some shooters. We're going to talk to some of the very best shooters, some of the very best guides, people that own hunting preserves and things of that nature. And today, my first guest, and I want to go ahead and bring him in because I want to spend some time with my guests on this show today. My first guest is a good friend of mine by the name of John Wiles. Now, John owns a company called Best Wing Shooting. Uh, You'll find him on his website at bestwingshooting.com. John is, uh, he's if you will, a booking agent, but he goes a little bit beyond that in that instead of just booking hunts, John has actually been there, done that, and so he has got a lot of opportunity to take people to the right place at the right time. So for those of you who are interested in going on a dove hunt or a duck hunt or pigeons or anything that's wing shooting anywhere around the world and even here domestically, John's going to be your guy. So, John, welcome to the show. I am so happy to have you the first guest on Wing and Clay Nation. Well, thank you, Marty. I feel very privileged to be your first guest. I, I uh, Like you, I share an age factor in this business. <laughs> I've been... Uh, I've been involved in some form of the uh, outdoor hunting industry for, oh, I don't know, probably 50 years in one way or another, either in being an outdoorsman myself or, or an international hunting in Canada and Mexico and a lot of other places around the world. So, yes, you and I share a lot of experience in in that area. Well, well and, and when you started Best Wing Shooting, give me just a little bit of background. What What made you do that? Well, for a number of years, I was a consumer, like a lot of the people I hope listening to your show this evening. I was somebody who went uh, primarily wing shooting and to these places that I was talking about. I went to Canada to shoot geese. I went to Mexico to shoot doves. I traveled around the United States quail hunting and doing some other things and um, got involved with people who would say, what are you doing? And I would tell them, well, I'm going to go to Argentina next, uh, you know, in a couple of months. I'm going down to go dove shooting. They'd say, well, that's interesting. We'd we kind of like to go with you. Okay, well, come on and go. And little by little, in inviting people, and then people would call me and want to go, uh, what was a uh, hobby became a business because I began to know the outfitters. I would go to the places. I could recommend the places, the outfitters, wanted me back then, no matter where you went, outfitters wanted you to recommend them, they wanted you to try to get them, hunters, and it became a business of bringing people or sending them to places that I knew were competent, uh, well-run organizations where people could do a lot of shooting and have a really good time. Well, I'll tell you, I've been on a number of hunts with you, and every one of them have just absolutely been spectacular now we're going to take a break here in just just a minute but when we when we come out of that break i want to talk a little bit about how do we actually book a hunt what is it that 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 you do or what is it that people do in order to do this because a lot of folks that are listening if they've never been to say argentina or over to europe for shooting or something like that they really don't know, and uh, I'm asked all the time, "What gun do I take?" Mm-hmm. And the first and the first answer I give them is, "If you're going down to Argentina or South America to shoot doves, you better take a gun that you can shoot at least a thousand times <laughs> in a day, in a couple right. of hours." So, um, you know, when we come back, what I want to do is 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 take just a little bit of a time. I want I want to let you kind of walk us through the process 
of actually booking a hunt and letting these people know, here's how you get that done. I'd be happy to. So, folks, we'll be back after these messages. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. Well, welcome back, and I'm still here with my good friend John Wiles of bestwingshooting.com. And John, you know, when we, when we finished up our first segment, I said that I've I wanted you to kind of take us through what you do and 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 how do you get somebody to actually go somewhere and and all of the booking and all of the things that freak people out. Here's your chance. Make them comfortable. <laughs> well, Marty, I hope I can do that. Um, if you've never been on, an, especially an international wing shooting trip to a place like Argentina, which, of course, is uh, for a number of years now has been the great place to go dove shooting, for example. Doves in Argentina are considered a pest. There's no limit on them, and uh, a lot of people have been down to enjoy that. Um, you, you read about going to Argentina, but you don't know exactly what it is that you should do. So you get on the Internet and you type in dove shooting in Argentina. And maybe bestwingshooting.com comes up. So you click on the website and you look at website, you look at Argentina, you see some packages that are offered, it interests you, and you call somebody. The number one thing you want to do is to contact somebody who has, as you said earlier, been there and done that. Somebody who actually knows and can talk to you straight up about what's going to happen. There are two parts to going on a trip, for example, to Argentina. One is you're going to need a plane ticket. Two, you're going to have to decide when you want to go. A place like Argentina, where the seasons are the opposite of ours, uh, when it's hot here, it's cold there. You can duck hunt in July. You can dove shoot in February on long days, long warm days, and lots of birds. So you get some information about when's a good time to go. Uh, you find out who you're going to be hunting with. You're, whoever you talk to, you assume you're using an agent who's, who, who knows his business. You'll be able to tell you where you're going to be hunting, 
what's going to happen from the time you get off the plane at the airport, who's going to meet you, how far it is to the lodge, what kind of meals you're going to have, when you're going to hunt, what kind of equipment is required on your part, camouflage or just drab colors, what it means to bring your own gun, as you said. When you tell people that you're going to shoot a gun a thousand times a day, most people cannot comprehend that. Can't, can't, can't comprehend shooting a thousand shells in a day. And the truth is, as you know and I know, you can sometimes shoot 500 shells in about an hour. It's not unusual for some of the big shoots to shoot 1,500 shells a day or more. Anyway, people aren't used to that kind of experience, <clears throat> so they can bring their own gun. I always tell people if you shoot an automatic, shoot the, shoot the guns that are at the lodge. Most lodges have guns. You can just rent their guns. Uh, if you have a special gun that's fitted to you, as you were talking about, Steve Barkowski, who I met, by the way, duck hunting in Arkansas, but tall guys or guys who have fitted guns, they may want to bring their own gun, but it needs to be a gun you can comfortably shoot as much as you want. You don't have to shoot a thousand times. What happens is people get caught up in the experience. Anyway, you'll arrive at your airport, be met by the outfitter, taken to the lodge. Generally, you get to freshen up. You may go hunting that afternoon. Uh, you'll generally hunt in the morning and the afternoon. You'll have lunch in the field. You just explain all these things to the people, um, how many shells you'll probably shoot, what the costs are that are involved, your, your uh, day rate, what it costs to stay there, licenses, gun rentals, tips. That's always a question. People ask, who do you tip, how much? You cover all those kinds of things with them. Uh, just trying to make them comfortable with what they're getting into. Uh, a lot of times... I know myself, I schedule some trips each year, and if people haven't been, I invite them to go on trips and just meet me at the airport, whether it's in Miami or some other place, uh, Santiago, Chile, or um, Panama City, Panama, wherever the flights are taken. Generally, we try to get flights together, and we'll, we'll hook up somewhere so that they can go with someone who has sort of been through all this and makes it easy for them. Good, you need your passport. Um an up-to-date passport. Um, I just try to cover all the things with them that they're going to need. Once you do that, you make a deposit, send that to the outfitter, book the dates that they want to come, and from that point forward, it's just preparing. It's uh, it's actually pretty easy once you've done it a time or two, and certainly I can calm a lot of fears because I've been a lot of places and done a lot of this kind of thing. Well, you certainly made it very very easy for for my group to <clears throat> to travel and and we just had an absolutely marvelous time i mean uh you know anywhere that you go in the world it's different when you leave the united states believe me it's going to be different mm -hmm. uh, you know the culture is different the languages are different but but by and large the people are wonderful uh, yes. You know, I, I, I've been very impressed with, the, with all of the places that I've been. And uh, and Bruce and I, when, when, when I bring Bruce Scott on here in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about some of those places that he and I have been. And it's, uh, it, it's just been remarkable to, uh, to, to travel the world, to see how people live. I know uh, uh, years ago, I went to, went to Budapest, Hungary, and I had in my mind that this was going to be some cold, dreary terrible place because it was was uh was run by the soviet union for so long and you know that we looking at movies and things like that we we think that's what it's going to be and it, and nothing could be further from the truth it was uh, it was a remarkable trip and uh, uh you know the time john that we went to uh, down to santiago del estero to shoot pigeons you know pigeons are, are my favorite bird to shoot and what a right. great time we had there and I still have pictures of the sunsets and things that we took when we were there. It was not only was it, like you said, not only was the hunting great, the people were great. The whole experience was great. And, and that's one of the things that I would encourage, that I try to do, I try to encourage people. If you've never been on a wing shooting trip that you've dreamed about, all you have to do is get in touch with somebody or start making plans. Pick your dates. Look for a date. It can be a year from now. You can save a little money. Put some money back to go, but don't don't let him close the the uh, coffin and say, "Gosh, I know he always wanted to do that, but he didn't." You know, it's uh, time is short, as we're finding out, 
And uh, it's good to plan things and do some of the things you've always wanted to do. And the wing shooting world certainly uh, introduces you to marvelous places, marvelous people, and really wonderful experiences. Well, well, really quick here before <clears throat> before we have to go, um, you're doing a little bit of stuff domestically as well. You know, sometimes you, folks can't take the time to go, but you've actually started to do some things here in the, in the States that are pretty exciting. Well, uh, the things that I would tell you, Marty, one of the things in the United States, of course, is always we've had limits on, uh, on birds, which we need, but uh, one of the things that does not have a limit, of course, are feral pigeons. And pigeons, and whether you're shooting the uh, wood pigeons in England or the spotted wing pigeons in Picazuras in Argentina, pigeon shooting is pigeon shooting. And pigeons is one of those things where we have found in some of the areas in Texas and in Idaho, there's an incredible number of pigeons. But there's more. The Eurasian dove came up from Mexico and has really been taking over in parts of this country. And because it is a non-native species, the Eurasian dove or the collared dove, there's no limit on those, and there's a lot of them. So that now, in places like Texas and Idaho, you can actually book a hunt during the off-season. You can actually shoot pigeons and Eurasian doves in April, for example, or May or June, July, August, basically year-round. But in the warm months, when you're when we don't normally hunt in the United States, you can have some vo- what we call volume shooting, which means you get to shoot a lot. You can have some volume shooting for pigeons and Eurasian doves right here in the United States. And you're right. It's an exciting new prospect that I think a lot of people are going to enjoy. Well, John, if, if someone has an interest in booking a hunt, uh, how do they get in touch with you? And uh, uh, let, let's, let's tell the world how John Wiles can put you on a plane or wherever you've got to go and have a ball. The simplest way, there, the easiest way to contact me is, is one, get on the web, look at bestwingshooting.com. You'll find my cell phone number, and my email address is a very simple one. It's just john at bestwingshooting.com. Those three ways, you can almost always get in touch with me. I'd be more than happy to help anybody wherever they wanted to go in the world and whatever they wanted to do. Well, as I say, I've, I've, been, I've been lucky enough. Uh, I think, you know, at last count, I've been down to Argentina now 17 times, and quite a number of those were with, with, with you and your operation, and I can promise you it's been just absolutely wonderful each and every time that, uh, that we've done that. And... I've got to try the I've got to try the pigeons. You know, I, my favorite is is <laughs> pigeon shooting, and uh, it, it's something about shooting wild pigeons that is just totally different from what I think a lot of people feel. A wild pigeon, Absolutely. one one they'll decoy. Right. You know, everything everything is not pass shooting, although there is a lot of pass shooting that takes place. But uh, th- those things are really acrobatic in the air. I know that. Um, when Bruce and I start talking here in a little bit, you can bet that we're going to get to the pigeons in our conversation because uh, <laughs> I, I remember one time he and I, which I, won't, I don't want to spill the beans, but he and I went to South Africa one time to, to shoot pigeons, and oh my gosh, it was... Uh, it yeah, was, the rock uh, pigeons in South Africa uh, are a whole different animal, aren't they? Well, really quick, b- before we go, what is your favorite bird to shoot what would if you had to pick something what would it be just just in john's mind (laughs) well it's the experience it's not the birds i i love shooting driven pheasants um probably more than anything and i love it because of where you are the people that you're with and the whole experience of doing it Uh, for me personally to be able to shoot where the Dukes and the Kings and whatever shot at the turn of the of the century in the early 1900s, it's just it, uh, it's such a beautiful place, such a beautiful experience that that always ranks right up there with with some marvelous just just marvelous times that I've had. Well, that that certainly would, and and you know one of the things that uh, and and we've got a minute before the break. Um, 
a lot of people are scared of what the cost is. The good thing that I found about what you've got, John, you've got you've got price points all over the map. So uh, uh, explain a little bit about that so people have an understanding of, of, of what they're going to hear. One of the things that I think makes bestwingshooting.com unique is I try to find people who have good good outfitters who maybe other people haven't heard of. I try to find people who have good lodges, good shooting, uh, good food, and I go and visit them, as we talked about, so that I can talk firsthand about it. But I try to find outfitters who want to work with me, who want to have Americans come, who are looking to, to for that edge, to get Americans to come and hunt with them. And, and when you find those people who have quality products and are willing to work with you, you can find a price point that people can afford. And, uh, John, you know, most of my – yep. No, absolutely, and and listen, thank you so much for being my first guest. You have given folks a lot of information to to think about, Uh, and I will tell you this. If you've ever wanted to go on that trip of a lifetime, get in touch with my buddy John Wiles at bestwingshooting.com, and I assure you he will make that trip as easy and as fun as it can possibly be. John, thank you so much for being on the show. And I'll Thank you, Marty. send you down the road. Okay, buddy. All right, Let's my take friend. A, okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be back after these messages. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. That's Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. Well, here we are, and what a great guest John Wiles was. He, um, as I said, this guy has been there, done that, and if he puts you on a hunt, rest assured it's going to be a great one. Uh, so don't forget, bestwingshooting.com will absolutely get you hooked up. Now, before I bring on my next guest, and and this is a very special guest that I'm bringing on, uh, this, this gentleman and I have traveled all over the world searching for the very best wing shooting. But I've got a little segment that I want to do. You know, January and February, while the hunting seasons are ending in a lot of places around the country, there's a lot going on. Uh, Consumer shows, conventions, all of those types of things tend to take place now. Uh, 
you know, waterfowl season goes to the end of January in a lot of places. Uh, we've got the late season conservation snow goose season that'll be coming up that'll go through April as the birds migrate back to the north. Uh, quail hunting is is in full swing here in the southern tier of states. And uh, a lot of the hunting preserves down this way, uh, their seasons end at the end of March. But uh, in some areas uh, where it's a little cooler, the hunting preserves are open year round. Uh, We've got a lot of consumer shows coming up. Uh, the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo is in Dallas, January 17th through the 20th. Safari Club Convention is in Reno this year, January 9th through the 12th. The SHOT Show, which is really not a consumer show for everybody, but this is where the industry folks all gather and Last year, there were about 60,000 people from all over the world that came to Las Vegas to the SHOT Show. Now, this is where all of the new, really cool stuff for this next hunting season and next shooting season are being introduced. So uh, we'll have some information on that uh, after the SHOT Show is over on future shows. Uh, another show that's coming up, the Houston Safari Club has a worldwide hunting expo and convention in uh, late January, the 25th through 27th. And then the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania show, the Great American Show Outdoor Show. Uh, is in early February, and uh, that is quite an extravaganza. That's greatamericanoutdoorshow.org for information there. And then out west, the International Sportsman's Expos are coming on on board in uh, in January and then in March. In fact, uh, there's a show in Denver uh, starting January 10th. It moves to Sacramento, which is a big waterfowl show on January 17th through the 20th, then to Salt Lake City, March 14th, and to Scottsdale, Arizona, March 21st. And then one of my favorite shows, the National Wild Turkey Federation National Convention and Sports Show in Nashville at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel is February 13th through the 17th. And that's not just a turkey show. There are outfitters and, and wing shooting folks and, and just lots and lots of fun. That's another show that that, that draws about 50,000 people. And there's some really big clay target events coming. You know, there are a lot of competition shooters out there. They've been sitting around on their hands during the winter, but it's getting ready to get wild and crazy here in the deep south. The, uh, uh, the, the Gator Cup at Quail Creek Plantation down in Okeechobee, Florida, that's, uh, that's February 12th through the 17th. I had the, uh, the privilege of designing one of the courses, sporting clays courses, uh, at Quail Creek years ago, and what a beautiful place. And then moves up to Sea Island, Georgia, for the Seminole Cup Sporting Clays Championship. Uh, that's in late February. Uh, you can get a, a full list of all of the sporting clays, skeet, free task, things like that, by going to www.mynssa-nsca.org for you competition shooters who want to schedule. Uh, those schedules will be there. Uh, trap shooting is really starting to take off again. There's a, uh, an ATA has a spring grand at the Tucson Trap and Skeet Club. That's February 13 to 17. Then the Southern Grand down in Florida at the Silver Dollar Shooters Club, March 11 to 17. For information on on trap shooting events, www.shootata.com. Wow, that's a mouthful. I mean, as I said, things are getting ready to really get cranked up, and and the competition shooters and the recreational shooters at all are getting ready to be back out on clay courses and skeet fields and 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 trap fields, having an absolute blast. <clears throat> now, with all that being said. I want to bring on my next guest. This gentleman has been a friend of mine for many, many, many years. In fact, we met in the back in the 1990s and um, up in Cody, Wyoming. I was at the, uh, an event called the Buffalo Bill Celebrity Shootout. And uh, Bruce Scott, who or Bruce and his son Richard, own a company called Sunrise Productions. Now, I'm going to say this, and I think I'm probably right. <clears throat> Sunrise Productions is the largest producer of instructional shotgun videos in the world, and I'm pretty sure I'm correct on that. So, Bruce, you and I spent a lot of time together doing Shotgun Journal TV, nine years, I think it was. 
Welcome to the show, my friend. It's great to have you. Well, thank you, Marty. Um, It's an honor to be here. Uh, Probably reminisce a lot between you and I. <laughs> well, we could we could probably do two or three shows with all of the crazy things that we've had happen to us over the years. But, but, but I do yeah. want to, you know, uh, uh, and, and we're gonna we're gonna do two phases here. I want to I want to give you a chance to to talk about Sun, Sunrise Productions and and all of that. But but first, let's talk a little shotgun journal and get that out of the way because what a great time we had. And and of course, our buddy John Wiles was a part of that as well. Well, we did have a good time, and my dad used to have a saying. He says the problem with gravy trains is they're usually short, and I found that to be true with the Shotgun Journal. Nine years seems like a long time, but I'd sure like to have done nine more because we Boy, did have a great time doing it. Isn't that the truth? You know, we, <clears throat> you know, at last count, I think, uh, I think we wound up. You know, shooting in ten or eleven different countries on four continents, and uh, you know, it yeah. uh, it was just a, uh, and and every place was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, did you have a favorite? I know I did. did. Did you have a favorite place that we went? Well, I actually have two, uh, and one I think you talked with John Walls about uh, earlier on the show, and that was. Uh, Driven Pheasants in Budapest, Hungary. Uh, when we got the invitation to go there, I thought, what the heck do I want to go to an ex-communist country? Like you said, it's probably going to be dreary. You know, I don't think I'm going to like the people, but, yeah, you know, the bird hunting might be good, so let's go. Well, it ended up being one of my favorites as well because, um, you know, the people were just great. The birds were good. Uh, the food was excellent. Uh, the culture I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, I, you know, most people would not even think of this, but the last day of the hunt, we had left uh, the countryside and went back into Budapest. And that night we all ate at a restaurant that would, uh, uh, it would be a five star in New York city. I'll tell you, it was a great restaurant, but the next morning we had brunch and then went to an opera. Now I haven't been to very many operas in my life. But the building, you know, the building was, I don't know, it was ancient, but it was beautiful. And, you know, it was was the whole experience. You know, the bird hunting was great, but like you say many times, uh, you know, it's a lot more than just shooting. So uh, that trip uh, is a spot in my memory that I go to many times. The other one you also mentioned, so it must have been your favorite, and that was shooting those rock pigeons in South Africa. And that, uh, <laughs> I sure wished we'd have had a chance to get revenge on those because I think we lost the first battle pretty se- severely. Well, <laughs> well, we certainly did. In fact, when well, I remember when we we uh, we we took the br- the first break going, you know, we we knew we were going to have a commercial in there somewhere. So we said, I remember distinctly, we'll be back in a few in a few moments with some more embarrassment or whatever it was that we said, because, you know, those, those things were really fast. And I was surprised at how fast they could actually turn in the air and the entire flock would turn. Well, that was it, you know, and, and it took us, uh, well, most of the day to even figure it out, because what would happen is, you know, we had camo on, we're down in the corn, if I remember it was corn or Milo, I think it was corn. And, you know, we'd see them coming there at about, three, four feet above the corn, but they're 400 yards out. And when they would get to about 30 yards or 40, we'd bring the gun up and they'd just flare like, it looked like a starburst of fireworks. They'd just go in all directions. And now you got to try to pick one. And, and it was embarrassing. But, you know, later in the day, we figured out, okay, you know, we just got to make this gun mount a lot quicker. So when they were at 100 yards, I'd go ahead and mount my gun, which I normally don't do bird hunting. But that way you're dead still. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 it, you know, and, and it was a movement that did it. And, and yeah. you know, and, and then the South Africans, they laughed at us because yep. we were, we thought we were shooting doves and pigeons. So we would, we'd be, we'd squat down and we'd stand up to shoot and the birds would flare <laughs> like crazy. And those guys come to find out they never stood up. You know, they stayed, yeah. they stayed seated and, uh, and, and, yep. and they didn't have that same problem. I know I decided, right. I said, the heck with this. I'm going to, 
shoot these things passing. And the first yeah. bird that I shot, it was a flock of eight or ten. I pulled the gun out in front of the front bird and killed the back one. And I said, oh, I my. I think I, I, think I, I said, agree. Bruce, they take a little more lead than you think. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I boy, remember that. Was, that. I said, oh, my God. that shot, Marty. Was, you said, trouble is. I was shooting at the at the front right. one. <laughs> exactly right. You know, it's uh, uh and, and you know, it, it's it, it's sad that uh, they've got some some issues going on in South Africa now that's curtailing some of some of the hunting that that's that's been going sure. over there. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. they'll get that fixed because I'm going to tell you something. Anybody that enjoys wing shooting, you need to go to South Africa yep. and shoot the rock pigeons. What a remarkable bird. Hey, Bruce, we've got to take a quick break. Uh, when we come sure. back, we'll talk a little more Shotgun John, a little bit of TV, and then we're going to talk some Sunrise Productions. Folks, we'll be right back on Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation after these messages. <laughs> Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wingandclayradio at gmail.com That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. And boy, we, we're having a great time. I, uh, I, I am having a ball t- talking to my buddies, John Wiles, uh, bestwingshooting.com, and, and now my old TV partner, Bruce Scott. And Bruce, you know, one of the things, I don't think a lot of people realize how difficult it is to actually film game birds. Well, it, it, it's very difficult. Number one, if you think about it, uh, even take a pigeon, you know, he's, he's not that big. And especially if he's at 40, 50 yards when he's coming in and trying to keep him in focus because he's moving and in frame is very difficult. Uh, then you take quail, okay, while you're walking in over a dog, you got to have a fairly wide shot to even get a shot, or uh, I'm talking a film shot. And then as soon as the bird comes up, he's going away from you, getting smaller and smaller. So you got to be on the, on the zoom on the lens to come in t- a little tighter. And then you got to anticipate which one the hunters are going to shoot. So, you know, it, it, shooting or filming uh, birds is very difficult. Now, skeet, trap, even sporting's fairly easy because you, you, you know where the target's going. So, or, well, trap, you, you know, you got a feel. Let's put it that way. But wing shooting is—it's—it's it's tough. It's tough. 
Well, certainly yep. the flushing birds are really, really difficult. And 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 here's you know here's where it gets diff- really challenging. You've got limits. You know that's yeah. that's the tough part. <laughs> I, you know I remember when we when we did the 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 prairie chickens and the grouse out in Nebraska. I mean, could, yep. you could only shoot a couple of birds, and, and yeah. you know your, your son Richard, is, you know, with our with our camera guy, and and, and I've got to say, Richard is, uh, has probably filmed more flying objects than any videographer in the world, and you yes, know he I, would he, yeah he would tell you real quick if I don't got it, we don't got it. I mean, <laughs> as crazy as that is. So, you know, on the flushing birds, sometimes he would yell, no, no, no. And we, we just had to let the yeah. bird fly. And then yeah. fortunately, when we were shooting decoying birds, that was a little different because Richard could actually tell us, hey, guys, I'm on these birds on the right or this bird on the left. Yeah. You know, shoot yeah. that one. Even though yeah. it might not have been the easiest shot for us. You know, we had to let him right. take control of everything. And a lot of folks don't realize that. One thing before we go into Sunrise Productions, tell me very quickly about the iCam. Everybody wanted to buy one. Remember that? Oh, I wish I could have made one that was usable or that was friendly to use, I should say. Well, back in uh, when we first started Sunrise, uh, way back uh, in about 1988, I was... Uh, shooting competitive skeet, and an old-time skeet shooter asked me, he said, can you put a camera on a gun? I'm not sure. Well, he said, I'd like to see that. Well, he left, and I thought, okay, big enough. Now, how are you going to do that? Well, it took a lot of work, and we came up with a gun actually mounted on a gun, a camera mounted on a gun, which was fine for skeet. Well, years later, along came Sporting Clay's, and at the time, you had to shoot an unmounted gun. So the the camera being on the gun was useless. I mean, all you know, when you start, you've got blue sky, and then you see something come in and see it shot. So I worked very hard for quite a while trying to develop a camera that would uh, simulate uh, your eye. And, and ended up doing it with a series of mirrors to where the shooter's actually looking through a two-way mirror, and the camera is seeing what he's seeing. Now, it's a pain in the neck to get set up. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you can take half hours sometime or at least or more to set it up. Uh, but once we got it, then the viewer can see what the shooter's seeing. He can see the bird coming, uh, may see the gun, the barrel of the gun and the bottom of the frame, sees the bird, sees the gun mount, sees how the lead is obtained, and then the shot taken. So the iCam was great, and then we're the only ones that have it. A lot of people have tried, and I, I wish them success because I think it would be great <laughs> training tool, but well, I have not yeah. been able to do it. Yeah, and it and it really is. Now, now we've got we've got a few minutes left, Bruce. I, you know, you and yeah. you and Richard, you and Richard have a company called Sunrise Productions. Uh, you do instructional wing and clave videos. Uh, tell me yeah. a little a little bit about Sunrise. Well, it started in '88 with that uh, skeet shooter. Uh, once I had figured out how to do the gun mounted camera and sending that, he was just elated at it. His name was Ed Shearer. He's a Hall of Fame skeet shooter, uh, dead now for many years. But we did a DVD called Seeing the, or a VHS actually, Seeing the Leads in Skeet. And it was, you know, it was just revolutionary. People could see how the gun was in relationship to the target. And, and it went very well. So I thought, well, you know, maybe we ought to start our own company. At the time, I was filming with Gordon Eastman, a bunch of wildlife stuff up in Canada, Alaska, out west. Anyway, so I started Sunrise Productions and started to do it, my son and I, Richard, and we started doing instructional um, shooting DVD or VHS at the time. Of course, that has progressed over the 20-something years to... uh, where we have them on skeet, traps, sporting clays, wing shooting, you know, uh, any competitive clay target shooting anyone participates in. And it's with the best shooters. Uh, 
And you were correct earlier when you said we're the largest producer of instructional shooting DVDs or videos in the world, and we are. And that's that's what we do nowadays. And then, of course, years back, that evolved into, well, let's do TV. And for nine years, we did TV. We had some great experiences doing it. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, and, and, and like you say, you do use the best shooters. And each one of those shooters has his style, his way of doing things. And, you know, water tends to seek its own level. So, you know, for people that are looking for information, what a great place to get it is right through Sunrise. So how, how do we get in touch with Sunrise Productions? Well, the easiest way is to go to the web and go to sunrisevideo.com or shotgunjournal.com. They both take you to the same place. And if you go there for Shotgun Journal, we have some of our old shows uh, on there. Just look for the Shotgun Journal uh, page, and there's some some of the shows that we did years ago on that. If you're into trap, skate, sporting plays, or wing shooting, we have you covered there as well. And, uh, you know, like I said, with some of the top shooters and instructors in the world, uh, I mean well, the world, not just the United right, States. Ab- so, absolutely. Well, Bruce, we're, we are unfortunately about to run out of time. I can't thank <laughs> you enough, buddy. <clears throat> we, you know, we could do two or three of these shows. I mean, we have so many things that we can talk about. But I, 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 I really appreciate you being a part. And, and folks, before we go, bestwingshooting.com if you want to do some traveling, sunrisevideo.com or shotgunjournal.com. If you want to get uh, some help in getting better and better and better. And before we go, send us an email if you like the show or you have some questions, wingandclayradio at gmail.com or go to the website, wingandclayradio.com. It's been a wonderful first show. Boy, the time just absolutely flew by. And before we leave, folks, let me leave you with one thing. Be safe, good shooting, and have a lot of fun. That should be it. Folks, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting. We'll be right back.